Today at Mass, I, as I was praying and listening to what I believe the Holy Spirit is inviting me to share and preach on is, I want to speak on and preach on the doctrine of purgatory. And I want to speak also about reparation and penance as a part of our Christian life and our Christian walk with God. The doctrine of purgatory is based upon an understanding of heaven that the church gives us. Heaven is perfect union with God, which we all would know that, but what does it mean to be in oneness with God? What does it mean to be in heaven perfectly united to God? It means that our minds and our bodies and our souls are perfectly united to the Lord. And so, at the moment of death, when when we die, when we take our last breath on life, we stand before the judgment of God, and we would call that in the church the particular judgment. There's a particular judgment, and then there's a general judgment, which would be at the end of time, where God will gather all of the peoples together to display and manifest His glory, and how He lived through some, and how some rejected Him. And those on His, was it left, or those on His right will... One will go to heaven and one will go off to hell. And so that's the general judgment. But the particular judgment is that judgment that happens when each soul takes their last breath. We all stand before God knowing that we have decided to embrace Him or reject Him. Now, in the church we teach that heaven is perfect union with God. So if I die and I'm not perfectly one with God, Meaning, my soul and my heart, my whole interior is oriented to His desires, His intentions, His thoughts. Now, most people, when they die, aren't at perfect union with God. So, understanding that understanding of heaven, we, when we die, are judged. And when we die and we're judged, God will basically, have we accepted His forgiveness? Okay? So when I die, will will I have accepted God's mercy and forgiveness? And that's where we have the reconciliation. Every day we should ask God to forgive us of our sins. That's an important part of our daily walk with the Lord. Because we sin every day. You know, little and big. We make make bad choices. We sin. We, We break God's law. And breaking His law has a just... Uh, punishment. And therefore, God is merciful if we ask Him to forgive us. So when we ask God to forgive us, He forgives us. He has no problem forgiving. He forgives all our sins. He, he did that on the cross. He paid for us. But we have to each accept what He did for us on that cross. And one way of personally accepting what Jesus did on the cross is through the sacrament of reconciliation. So to be forgiven... When you die, means you're not going to hell. But you're yet not perfectly one with God. So God, in His mercy, has a place we call purgatory. Purgatory is a place where we are healed and brought into union with God. And see, because you and I have a free will... When I die, if God just like, let's say when I die, I've accepted Jesus and He just pushes me into heaven. That would cheapen the nature and beauty of heaven. If heaven is perfect union with God, and that means God desires that for you and I, all of us, but God can't force me, because I have a free will, He can't force me to become one with Him. That would be equivalent to uh, uh, 
a man forcing a woman to marry him or a woman forcing a man. You can't do that. That, that breaks freedom. That breaks the will. So we look at our free will. When we die, we've, we've chosen to accept His mercy, yet we're still not one with Him. So God in His great mercy has this place, this state of being in existence we call purgatory, where He heals us of our wounds that have been created through our life on earth. And so God tenderly, compassionately, and gently works with each individual soul in purgatory to help them receive Him and become one with Him. And that can be a little painful. And the reason it's a little painful is here on earth we don't realize how one unkind word can affect 20,000 people down generations. Like I might say, you're stupid to somebody. If that's a little kid, and that little kid grows up with an understanding that they're stupid, and then years after years after years, that little kid's affecting everyone he or she's around, 10 or 20,000 years down the line, that sin has gone through every generation. You see? So when you're at the moment of death and you're this brilliant light of God and you see your life before you and all of the small things and big things that you've done that have affected and harmed your relationship with humanity, it is going to be almost, God, I'm not worthy. Please, I'm not worthy. And so God's saying, I say you are, but I know you have a will and I know you need to choose me, so I'm going to lovingly, tenderly, gently work with you to look at those wounds so you can forgive yourself. Purgatory is a lot about self-forgiveness. We accept God's forgiveness on earth, but He knows that there's a lot of us interiorly that haven't really, really, really stepped into what it means to be truly free and forgiven and to walk in that glorious freedom of the children of God. And so he, he, he has this place, which we would say purgatory is a place of mercy. Because if there's no purgatory, then everyone on earth has to be perfectly one with God before they go to heaven. And guess what? Most people aren't perfectly one with God. So rationally and theologically, it makes sense if you understand what heaven is, what, what heaven means to be in union with God, and you also understand that the human person has a free will, which God will never violate. He's not an aggressive, you know, come here, you're going to heaven, and throws us into heaven. He, he will never violate our freedom. Because that would be, it wouldn't be love, right? And so, purgatory is this place where we recognize and see all of our imperfections in the light of His love. And it's painful because we see like, why did I say that? Look what I did. I hurt that person. That hurt that person. That hurt that person. All the way down 200 years later, look what my choice did. Lord, I'm sorry. So purgatory is a place where we have this deep sorrow and contrition for the choices we've made. And then the Lord says, but I love you and I forgive you. And we start to let our guard down in purgatory. And He starts to come closer. And we start to experience this union in that area. Then He'll take one other area and work on it. And then we'll be healed in that area. Then He'll take another area and we'll be healed in that area. Until eventually we're perfectly healed. Whole. Holiness. When we're brought in the holiness, then we pass from purgatory to heaven. So hell is simply for those who totally reject, I don't believe that I'm forgiven. 
I choose not to accept His mercy. Those who choose hell, choose hell. Because they say, I don't want, I don't need His mercy. Basically, there is no sin. I've decided what's sin and what isn't sin. I don't need forgiveness because this choice I'm making isn't sinful. That's a rejection of truth, of God, of love. So we here are at the beginning of Mass acknowledging, I'm a sinner. I've made bad choices. God, please, I accept what you did for me on the cross. And that's why the Eucharist is a foretaste of heaven. Because you're receiving communion with God Himself at every Eucharist. And that God begins your purification on earth. You and I are being purified right here and right now. Just getting up in the morning and going into our world each day can be a means of purification if we cooperate with His grace. You know, getting everything going at home, getting all the kids ready, getting, you know, putting up with things at work, doing things, struggling with a, a health issue, I'm struggling with family members. This is purging. It's hard. You're learning to love. It's a school of love. Life is a school of love. It's very challenging, right? And so, penance and reparation... The word reparation means to repair. When we offer our inconveniences of our day to God, we are asking Him to repair any damage we may have done to this person in the line of people that they will affect. So our prayers, our fasting, our penance is a way of repairing damage that was done to us and our brothers and sisters through our sinful choices. So if we think of purgatory, let's not be afraid of it. We should be grateful to God that He has given us this place of merciful healing where we can move into communion with Him in a respectful and loving way. Because I said, as, as I said, if we die and go to heaven or hell, it cheapens heaven. Because that wouldn't respect my free will. And that wouldn't respect... I'm not yet in communion with God. And i got to choose that. So the Lord in love helps me to come to that choice as He works with my free will in purgatory. And so, as the Lord says in our Gospel, But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. He's saying to us every day, turn your mind in your hearts. Repent means to turn away from something towards something else. I repent means, Lord, in any way I've turned from You, today I'm turning back to You. I'm accepting what You did for me on the cross. Jesus, You paid in full for all the sins of my life and I freely allow You to do that and I accept that. And you could see where pride comes in, right? Pride would be, I can't ask Him to die for me. I couldn't ask him, like, I, it would be like, I can't ask this person to help me with my bills. I can't ask this person, I, I can't afford to eat, I don't have enough food. I feel, I can't ask for help. That's pride. We all need help. We're all sick, spiritually. And so we come to the divine physician and say, Jesus, I need help. Help me. Love me. And that takes humility. So let us pray and offer our days, our lives, our little sufferings and big to the glory and honor of God that He might use those things in our lives 
to repair and heal and restore relationships, whether it be through spouse, family, friends, strangers. So let us pray for this grace as we go through each day, as we draw strength from the Holy Eucharist. Les chrétiens ont accompli des actes que l'Évangile éprouve. Si j'évoque le passé, c'est parce que reconnaître le fléchissement d'hier est un acte de loyauté et de courage qui nous aide à renforcer notre foi qui nous fait percevoir les tentations et les difficultés d'aujourd'hui et nous prépare à les affronter. Je suis convaincu que seul le pardon offert et reçu conduit progressivement un dialogue contre qui scelle alors une réconciliation L'appartenance à différentes traditions religieuses ne doit pas constituer aujourd'hui une source d'opposition ou de tension. Bien au contraire, L'amour pour le Christ qui nous est commun nous pousse à chercher sans relâche le chemin de la pleine unité.